time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey. Ooh, baby. Time to get geeked up. What's going on, geeks? Welcome to the Geeked Up Podcast, Comic-Con 2020 special. I'm Devin Barnes, sitting here wearing my Yoda ears, and with me always, sitting over there wearing his Spock ears, is Liam Whalen. <laughs> Feeling extra ridiculous in my turtleneck, and uh, I grew in the unibrow this year as well for my Spock unibrow to be... I didn't realize nice. they canceled this fucking thing. What a, who would have thunk? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was so thrown off. I think this was our first non-ever yo-yo-yo. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the Vulcan did Spock have? Yo-yo-yo. <laughs> I'll throw it out there. But yes, welcome, welcome to, sh- to the very out of sorts, like you said. How apropos to this Comic Con special. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're gonna do. Yeah, we tease it on the last episode. We. Brushed over that it was Comic-Con while we were recording. Now, Comic-Con's officially ended. And like we said, we were going to do a special uh, Comic-Con coverage for you. So this is kind of just Liam and I's uh, favorite things that we saw come out of Comic-Con that we thought was worth mentioning. Our Uh, Comic-Con 2020 uh, breakdown recap episode here. And before we get started, like I said, uh, check out the last episode we did where we touched on some Comic-Con stuff uh, and did like the normal Geeked Up episode. Or Coronaville like news, especially Correct. in the up-to-date, even though now it's a yeah. week old. <laughs> Our get possibly very uh, short-lived uh, return of baseball announcement. I know, yeah. Um, so we'll be getting into that, I guess, on the next Coronaville, but... We won't bore the Comic-Con. Like we said, we're all dressed up as the assorted Star Trek characters, so we won't waste too much time. But definitely check that out afterwards, though, after this episode, as well as all of our Netflix chats and all. Of course. The last episode we did was Eurovision Song Contest with a special guest, Netta Rahner, from the Netta Raw podcast. So check that out. Just again to confirm, mass inbreeding in Iceland. Check out the episode (laughs) for further... For further talk, but just throwing that out there. And also, I'll tease uh, a potential Charlize Theron expert for uh, for our next Netflix and chat, which is what the old guard. The old guard, Charlize which Theron. is a smash hit on Netflix uh, right now. So we'll definitely again check that yeah, out in non Comic Con special news. I don't know. I think that movie will actually probably could make a Comic Con. It's about like immortal assassins. You know what I mean? It feels uh, too I mean, fits the Comic Con. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it definitely fits the uh, platform theme. But I mean, no, this is the 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 SDSC twenty twenty breakdown. But I guess it was a pertinent no. story that weekend, just because it really has been kind of the biggest story going on in entertainment. So by the time, practically by the time you hear this, that one, you'll have just enough time to watch the movie. And then consult the upcoming Netflix and Chad podcast episode with a special <laughs> Shirley's Theron expert. That's right. That's right. Um, but I guess with that, I guess it's worth mentioning that uh, not only is this a very special episode, but it was also a very special Comic-Con this year. As uh, This is the first time uh, it's been digital, of course, because of, you know, with COVID and everything else. I think everyone kind of took a page out of the geeked up book and uh, yeah, doing like to, like to uh, say you're welcome for our influence on the whole. However, right. it is lucky that this wasn't like the Fort Lauderdale uh, Comic Con because it would have been full bore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dress up. Um, I mean, also though, like California, you know, they're kind of uh, another big epicenter of it right now. No, that's true, but at but, least they kind of have. Been more, way more responsible statewide in terms of shutdowns and yeah, 
Very true. Yeah. But uh, so, like we said, this one's been digital, which is kind of different because you know, uh, like it's always a pretty expensive event if you don't feel like waiting in line for eight hours per thing. So everything this year was free. You could go to any like online panel, yeah. uh, you know, like they do at Comic Con, and they would like, have actors all sit in the panel and answer questions about old movies. Which I guess uh, just real quick for me, right off the bat, that's a real headline of the whole San Diego Comic Con stay at home experience. Was that they did not charge? They could have easily charged. They could have charged fifty bucks, or, or very easily twenty bucks, or even ten bucks. Give us something, you know yeah. what I mean? Like they putting all the panels up for free uh, uh, through their website and all, making it really accessible for everybody. I felt it was a real, real nice move from them, you know. That's very true. I think the one thing, though, that it kind of hurts, or at least with them not charging for it, though, is because this year you didn't hear about as many, I guess, exclusive clips that you would usually see at a live one that, like, the people that paid to go to Hall H would usually get to see, like, a five-minute clip from, like, the new Avengers movie coming out okay, yes. before anybody in the general public would like see it. And they put it on, like, lockdown and, like, you know. Correct. Like, so you could... Best you could do is like read about people like having seen. It, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that sounds dope. You could listen to Kevin they Smith's do that, obviously. podcast about the. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do it this year, obviously, because then everyone would just have it at the go. Yeah. I think if they would have charged for it, but it still would have. Uh, yeah, you know, there's no way to do that. Stipulation that yeah. computers could record it. So for sure, some 15 year old would have screen capped it or whatever. I mean, the uh, <laughs> a, a clip of uh, uh, Superman in the black suit was wasn't that much uh, longer than a than a mere TikTok fucking clip, anyway. But we'll get into that in a couple of. We'll get into that For shortly. Sure. But all in all, it was real cool. I feel just in terms of not capitalizing on something they could have and just giving the peeps here in uh, uh, Coronaville something to really enjoy. And you know, I did watch a lot mm-hmm. of goofy panels, and it was a fun, you know, and, and honestly, it's impossible to get into these things. They're only in San Diego and New York for the two big ones. Like I said, I bought a ticket for the New York one, and I still had to wait three hours to get it, and I ended up leaving. So it's very, these things are, are for really tough to uh, uh, access for the compared to the number of people that are super interested in it. So putting for stuff sure. online is great and I feel, you know, uh not the quite the same buzz, but I feel compared to other stories that have gone on in the geeked world, I feel like this has gotten a lot of chatter and I've heard enough, you know. For the Absolutely. geeks I've heard the geeks out there talking. Yeah, I mean because there was enough things that came out this year that was like, all right, interesting. Uh I say one of the big things for me that I guess was not there this year was more one of the absent things from uh, Comic Con this year was the absence of uh, the MCU. No, uh, okay, yes, announcements. No, like Marvel movies coming out that they're going to be uh, holding yeah, their so, own con, right? Yeah, MCU. well, I think they're going to start being at the D twenty three Expo more okay, exclusively see. now, which is the Disney, uh, yeah, yeah. Big, like con. Um, but I, I think mean, that makes sense. I remember. Disney's really taken over, like their own con, competing con. Is, they got enough stuff to fill their own convention at this point, you know, owning mm-hmm. everything. So it's just one of those things that, like, every year you'd be very excited to hear, like, all right, what's coming up next? Like, what movie or series is being announced? Because they were big at Comic Con last year too. They announced all the Disney Plus shows yep. and everything. No, I mean, um, kind of, of just real quick, just like kind of the uh, uh, exact opposite of what San Diego Comic Con did by giving it up for free. Marvel like refusing to take part because they want to like you know what I mean. We've got our own conference to mm-hmm. go fuck yourselves, Marvel. Can we get a, a stupid you know what I mean? Can we get a, a, a yeah, Captain America something. clip or something for God's sakes. Well, I think honestly they don't really have that much, and I think. I mean, movie-wise, I don't think they have anything besides that Black Widow movie that they've just still been, like, pushing back and pushing back. <laughs> that's true. Because all the other Marvel stuff yeah, That's got, a good like, call, actually. Going. They really don't have and anything, really. In all the TV shows from Marvel is going to be on the Disney Plus channel anyway, so it makes sense to me that they would, you know, more announce stuff at the D23 Expo since it is on their channel. Yeah. So, but in terms of yeah, going forward, I know saying. they got their own convention, but you still – you got all the eyes on the San Diego Comic-Con. You would hate to see, like – now Star Wars and uh, Marvel stuff and not in any other conference because Disney has their own, you know what I mean, to not compete mm-hmm. with the other, you know what I mean, like throw us a geek bone here and let's enjoy for the weekend, you know, let's uh, just put some stuff out for the geeks to, to enjoy, but but for I sure. hear you. And I, I guess 
goes back to my point, though, with uh, even Marvel. But I think with everybody, too, you know, kind of see that there really wasn't any, like, giant movie announcements this year because I don't think anybody knows, like, all their big movies have been pushed back. The production's halted on everything. Yeah. I don't think they want to announce any dates. But like, and coming out then, I think... And it's uh, so up in the air right now. For all we know, in a couple, in a month, things could get better and a lot more theaters could be open or for all mm-hmm. we know, in a month, everything could be totally shut down and there's no theaters at all. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these things that have been released, uh, uh, dates that have been released are video on demand and theater release, both kind of in Correct. mind. Like a lot of them are taking theater release in account still in the immediate future. So just still mm-hmm. so much up in the air. It's tough to, you know, make some to make uh, solid announcements, like you said. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is tough for the movies. But I guess even in that same level, because a big story, and we've kind of talked about it on the podcast before, but a big story from Comic-Con this year, of course, was uh, a clip from the Snyder Cut uh, Justice League that'll be coming out on HBO Max. Except though it really wasn't a Comic Con, it was kind of a Snyder Con. Yeah, this was one of our. This is one of the things we were talking about actually. Now that you mentioned mm-hmm. it, yeah, this is that Schneider Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he, I guess, did his own thing. I guess not technically a Comic Con panel, but he did it on like the same week of Comic Con. Yeah, again, and just to talked, be a douche and compete yeah, with. But Santa. only talked about his Snyder cut of Justice League, so it was really just a one-topic thing. Yeah, it had nothing yeah. really to do with DC necessarily, besides and it being then, a different yeah, version. Yeah, did hold like a related panel, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Talking about all the news that Schneider just said. You know what I mean? So it's yes. not like a, it was absent from the coverage over there. But he didn't. He technically but, did it himself. But and you're right, a little underwhelming though. I would say yeah. the actual. Well, here's why. I mean, it's underwhelming to view, but it's one of those things that you see now that because the whole deal with the Snyder cut is that it was out there and it was a totally different movie. And then, of course, as history goes, his daughter ended up killing herself, so he walked away from the movie. And then DC at the time hired Joss Whedon, who was the director of like the first two Avengers movies, Buffy the Vampire, and made it like a lighter, I think, to compete with Marvel. And people hated it. Yeah. But there was all this known footage that was out there. And one of the things that was talked about it a lot was that Superman was going to be in the black suit, which is like directly from the comics. And the, so the fact that you actually see it now and know it's like, oh man, like those weren't just rumors. Like there really is sure. all of this like crazy unused footage. He's gone as far, I guess he announced that his Snyder Con thing too was that he's not going to be using any of Joss Whedon's uh, footage from the theatrical release. So that yeah. in itself is crazy. He also like scoffed at the idea. Of, like, ever well, being I, involved with that horseshit. It was, like, very, you know what I mean? Like, very uh, down on Josh Whedon and Correct. DC. As now, well as Cyborg was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ray Winston Ray, has a big beef with Josh Whedon. Yeah. But I guess to, back to that point, though, it doesn't mean that you're not going to see, like, things you saw in the original movie in this movie because Josh Whedon used plenty of stuff from the Snyder stuff. Josh Whedon's just saying he's not going to be using okay, any yes. of the stuff that. Or, uh, yeah, Snyder's saying he's not going to be using any of the stuff that Joss Whedon added. So you will see the same things that okay, were in yes, both yes. movies, but still it's going to be a very different, different movie. There's so much that was filmed about it that just didn't get shown. and so That's kind of be the interesting, interesting uh, part to me, and again on HBO Max, gives me you know a justification to get HBO Max. What I'm not as much into that I need your help with, but the whole black suit angle... Give me a little bit of a rundown, as we as we know. I'm not as much of the Superman comic book reader as opposed to the okay. DC movies. What's the significance? Because that's really, like I said, or like you said rather, but that's what the real main meat of the whole story is. However, it's probably mm-hmm. lost on a lot of people. They're like, oh, Superman's suit's black. What's up with that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure, there was this big. All thing of me and, and all of the geeks' girlfriends need an explanation here. <laughs> on a... <laughs> so this is gonna get real. Blue. This is. But in the uh, early 90s, and I think we talked about this in the podcast too, the Death of Superman uh, comic book was a uh, really big thing, right? They like, killed Superman. It was like on, like, I remember it being on the news when I was a kid. Like, yeah, Superman yeah, I remember the whole thing. And you had the edition, right? We were just talking about this in the I last a, episode, I actually. I the first edition of the Death <laughs> yeah, of Superman. We the actual comic book we died. But after that, that all happened, there was this thing called the Reign of Superman, where like four different people showed up claiming to be Superman. Okay, I see. And 
One of them turned out to be evil. This whole thing. Two of them got picked up in the continuity. But in the end, the original Superman comes back and he's wearing a black suit. It's just like a straight black suit with the silver S logo on it. And it's just kind of like the last movie before Justice League, they kill Superman, you know? Okay. So the fans knew, everyone knew he was going to come back for it. It was a cheap ploy, but people knew that he was going to come back. Kind of comic, kind of comic accurate, yeah. I guess the only thing they didn't do, though, is that in the comics, when Superman comes back, he comes back with, like, a mullet. Like, a very 90s long hair, like, <laughs> cool-looking thing. I was like, oh, nice. I don't know why they didn't He I lost that stupid that. little uh, comb-over on the top? That Clark yeah, yeah, yeah. Kent dumb comb-over? There was uh, a big thing in the 90s with comic books, and there was a lot of people with, like, long 90s cool hair like that. And also, like, a lot of po- little pockets on everyone's costume. I think the black suit Superman had a bunch of little pockets all over his costume, too. <laughs> well, like, cargo That's pockets? Something- <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, little pockets, but, like, all over everything. I it's can carry seen my a lot of 90s. spring bottle in my pants. <laughs> yeah, 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 Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so that's exactly. cool, though. That's a... Uh... Uh, uh, okay, so that's cool though. So that's a that's a big piece of you know comic book, mm-hmm. uh, a, a big piece of news for all the comic book fans out there. Which is you know I, even though I'm not as into the comic books, you love to see some authentic incorporation. And when the when the when the Dennis Smiths and the Devin Barnes are getting excited about it, that makes me feel like it's a better, more authentic you know whole interpretation. So I guess big news there. Um. So, yeah, I guess the other big news would be another movie that we've talked about, uh, like, over a year ago, I think, about the New Mutants, the, like, X-Men horror movie spinoff that they were going to do. And it just kind of fell in, like, the worst time because I think now, like, a year or so, even I think a year plus later, the fucking movie still hasn't come out yet. They're now, whatever reason, stabbing themselves in the back because at Comic-Con they're announcing a August 28th theater release. In it's theaters, like wide theater. across America. <laughs> um, but I guess it but this has been going on forever, though. This has been there's been like three or four official release dates for this. I think I for even sure. saw the first one dating back to like uh, 2018. I think August of yeah. 2018. So this is like two years in the making. I guess this is when Marvel got purchased and all. What's the whole? Uh, yeah, what's been the whole delay Marvel... of this whole? It got delayed because they wanted to come after one. So they filmed it, and then they wanted to come after, I think, like the Apocalypse movie. And then after that happened, I think, because I remember Deadpool was coming out. It just got pushed back. And then during that time, Disney bought Fox. So they were, like, cutting off all this X-Men stuff. So then the movie just kind of got shuffled around. No one really gave a shit about it, it seemed like, in the Disney office, like, yeah, that's been the big story anymore. on the show that we've been talking about forever. Is that it? Just like much like Black Widow has just been like lingering on, you know, and uh, without mm-hmm. release. So I guess what they did at Comic Con this year, though, is they showed like the opening footage of the movie. So I think they played like the first five worth minutes. the wait, um, and then, <laughs> and then they added some new stuff to the trailer. They also kind of discussed how this movie had planned sequels and what characters were going to show up in the sequels. Uh, obviously, all that is scrapped now. Yeah, yeah. When it was yeah. originally supposed to be a Marvel franchise, they were going to be starting the whole. Well, it was supposed to be a Fox franchise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Fall into the X Men universe, which is now like all white. But even the X Men Fox Mutants universe was itself a mess. are like a little bit more of a dark uh, horror take. It's more of a prequel on the X Men. Yeah, I think it's just. It's more like a side story, and then it's also the big thing it was advertised as, though, and still is, is that it was like the first comic book slash horror film. So it's and now and two like, years later, there's a whole lot of them coming out. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's Doctor cool. Strange's thing now coming. Uh, there was Brightburn. Which was the, Even like uh, Hellstorm, which we'll get in later, but there's a lot of these now. Yeah. There's a couple, you know, but uh, uh, this was this would have been their kind of, you know, and they would have had the first run. It would have been uh, mm-hmm. uh, like a franchise opportunity, which let's finish uh, the first one successfully before you start telling me about who's going to be debuted in the third. <laughs> yeah, and plus, again, I think stolen idea from us, uh, you know, horror movie superheroes. Didn't we do that in like episode three? <laughs> That's true. Oh, horror uh, movie heroes. Uh, horror movie heroes. Yeah. I think Leota uh, was the winner, if I if I recall. Yeah. Oh, crazy <laughs> <That's> eyes. <right. laughs> 
Oh, very funny. And I guess speaking of like horror and uh, spooky stuff, but uh, a big chunk of something we always talk about the Comic-Con times, but a lot of Walking Dead stuff. Walking Dead was not quiet at Comic-Con this year. Uh, <laughs> so you always got more stuff to tell and talk about. Always got a so. new show to debut. and uh... <laughs> For real. I mean, that's one of the big Get things. As a... Starting in October, there will now be three separate Walking Dead series on the air. Ratings are going down. Uh, shows are <laughs> as well as the original one is going to be up to what season eleven? They've announced they've extended season, season 10. ten. Well, they they announced now, season eleven. They yeah. never did the season ten finale because of COVID. They weren't done like editing it or like filming some final things. So they said that the finale of season 10, well, kind of, the finale we were supposed to get is going to air on October 1st. And then after that will be the premiere of The Walking Dead World Beyond, which is the new series series premiere. That's a whole... Correct. A whole different series. Like a sequel series, a couple years, 30 years after the whole situation? It's something like that. It's like 10 years after the initial outbreak. So more or less kind of where we are in Walking Dead in both shows. It's just kind of about the kids that grew up during zombie time. The other okay, thing that's kind of interesting about it, though, is that it's only it's a mini series. It's only doing two seasons. They've already said that two seasons and the show is done. <laughs> a very unwalking Which, dead of them to not. I think we true. could spin this one off into uh, the uh, the kids yeah, when the kids get older. We're missing out on a major cash cow. Of- this to me kind of just shows that they do have. I think it's going to be kind of a lead into the big ending of like all three shows because, like I said, most of the original cast from the original show is gone. Uh, you know, Fear the Walking Dead is coming out. I think that season's coming out soon, right around the same time as The World Beyond. Uh, there's one common theme in all three shows, though. This is like this three ring helicopter group, like this three ring army. Uh, that's set off. They've appeared in both these shows. They're kind of going to be the center point on the new show. And I think these are going to lead to like the Rick movies that are still rumored to come out. The guy that played Rick is supposed to still have three of his own Walking Dead movies come out. Wow. Bring so it to the big kind of, screen here. They're going from a, even AMC original, and giving like big I, theatrical releases. That was the original idea that they were going to do put them in the theaters. I think now, I don't even know if they've started filming yeah, yeah, yet. I think now, though, they're just going to be AMC movies. Interesting. But it seems like with the inclusion of this new, like, three-ring uh, okay, people, they're trying it to seems find like they're the leading next towards the here. end of a big end of the whole series. Okay, interesting. And, uh, you heard it here first from Devin. That's a big call right there. That's a big call, I'd say. It's worth mentioning, too, that the comic book series had just recently wrapped up. Like I was going to ask, yeah, this is like a graphic novel adaptation. Like, do they have an infinite amount of storylines and, and spinoffs and stuff as I well? Mean, like, they did, and they uh, well, just one comic book, but uh, you know, it built for so long. They recently wrapped up the comics in like a really neat way. Is where he didn't announce it. Like when the last comic came out, people were just like, "Wait, what the fuck was that?" The end, and he was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, like that was the last one I'm doing. That was like, the conclusion of the story." Okay, and he said yes, the reason he this, the surprise finale. He, the reason he did it like that is so people weren't like looking ahead and being like, "Oh, so is this is how it's all going to wrap up." Like yeah, kind yeah, of the surprise yeah. of it all was kind of, you know, I think an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, real cool. Did it hold? Did, did so, it hold weight? Do you know? Did you uh, did you read it? Did it? It did. I know. Yeah, I know. It was it cool. Kind of like flat. It, yeah. Cool enough, you know. There's still zombies around, but uh, it was no eating onion rings at the diner, but it'll have to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, nothing like was that. Was sticks playing? That's all I can. Or journey was journey playing? That's yeah. all I can. Uh, yeah, honestly, believe it or not, journey made it through the whole zombie apocalypse and lives uh, at hillside. <laughs> and I guess even talking about the Walking Dead comic too, it would I guess is worth mentioning that. It is Comic Con. This is the Geek Up Podcast. It's worth mentioning some comic book news. Uh, and just kind of two I wanted to talk about was uh, one, the uh, the new storyline of the Marvel's Darth Vader comic book, right? Is uh, They announced that they're going to be doing a lot of stuff. I guess the new Vader comics is going to have a lot to do, but somehow going to tie in with the Rise of the Skywalker, the movie. So, okay, yes. As well as just uh, more content in the whole Darth Vader, which we were like, by movie, they've claimed in terms of movies, they're officially mm-hmm. done with that. 
nine-piece story arc. You know what I mean? Like they've claimed to have moved on from the movie, you know, world. However, the comics are still uh, uh, keeping you in between Empire and Jedi. And... Absolutely, there's a. Uh... There's plenty of uh, novels and comics out there that take place in the continuity of the uh, Star Wars universe. There's also plenty out there that used to be out there that are no longer a part of like the main Star Wars continuity, the legends. They yeah, call they've it now. ruled some canon, some not canon. So these are officially... Again, uh, uh, this is again a- not to vilify Disney, but they did all that after Disney bought Star Wars. I was like, no, all that old bullshit. <laughs> Throw it out. Um... So that's kind of interesting. I know, like, the writer of the comics said they got permission to do something that he thought they'd never get permission to do. So it's kind of interesting to see uh, in the comics what... As well, um, yeah, yeah, what that could, what that could yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess you did allude to there will be a connection to the rise of Skywalker, which I guess would be all the way to episode nine, obviously. So Exactly. I don't know. You think probably maybe related there? He maybe he gives a re, maybe he gives a better villain than the empire uh, than the emperor coming back for us to. Uh... Well, honestly, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think it's going to have something to do with them, like him and the emperor talking about like the emperor coming back years later. Because you got to remember when Vader's alive versus that movie, it's like a forty year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, that's a good I'm call. Sure maybe like... the emperor uh, emperor tells him what I'm what. You know, yeah. Like, okay. I see. Exactly. I'm All sure right, there's another suit to ties on. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> They've got blueprints spread out, their architect <laughs> hats on. <laughs> it's going to be a very boring comic, actually. <laughs> very architectural. Uh, another comic that's coming out that's kind of interesting, and I feel like a lot of people have been uh, milking this lately, but a new Watchmen sequel is coming out of, uh, about Rorschach. I guess it'll be the new Rorschach because obviously Rorschach dies at the end of the original Watchmen comics. But uh, spoiler, I mean it's been out <laughs> since like thirty years. Plus, I fucking uh, just got that issue. I mean, it was. Uh... <laughs> it's kind of crazy though that there's a lot of Watchmen stuff happening because obviously there was just the HBO series. Yeah, I was gonna say in all honesty on... though, I did just start my whole Watchmen interest with the great HBO series. As we've talked about on the show, I didn't even necessarily love the movie, which I gotta watch again because apparently I was wrong because everybody loved the movie. But uh, loved the HBO series, however, so it is hot the right series... now. Yeah. And DC just originally, just recently did something where they did like a tie-in with like the Watchmen characters and like the main DC characters. So like there was a part where Batman was like rubbing shoulders with Rorschach. They just recently <laughs> have done this. Okay. Nice. So now there's a new Rorschach series coming up. I feel like everyone's just kind of. And they said this one is going to be in canon with the HBO series yeah. as well as like I mean, the Doomsday Clock and the other. Uh actual comics as well so it's like i would think it would be because the hbo series is pretty much like a direct sequel to the comic not the movie and uh so you know it feels like the groundwork's already been laid out for that but uh, hopefully it's all you know yeah, in the yeah. same canon i think that'd be uh, pretty neat but yeah, i guess that sure. would be but that's the, the actual Star comic Wars. so we got a, we got a long ways to go before they turn that into a series but the... yeah for sure but it'd be, I guess my point being, it'd be interesting to see if they do things in the series because of like what was done in the comics or vice versa. If like the comics will mention the series at all. Uh, you know, yeah. I'd just be curious to see. Uh, it's always fun to have a little no, that's true. You know, I think Robbie will, just like we were saying, since the series being so hot and this one being a direct sequel, I'm sure there'll mm-hmm. be some, you know, tie-ins. Correct, correct. So I guess that would be it for our comic book uh, portion of Comic Con. We did there was another comic announcement too. <laughs> like there is the Robin King villain coming out, the Batman series, a lot of comic stuff coming out. But those are the two headlines that they said that you know yeah, I'm yeah, excited sure. about. No, definitely. I don't really um, uh, like we talk about read the comics. However, I mean a Darth Vader centric comic tying into the whole original franchise can't go wrong there and as well the watchman if there was ever a comic to like start reading you know with the whole popularity mm-hmm. and the greatness of the series i feel well, like absolutely, the, original the, series the story about only... robin's suit i didn't even read i'm gonna be honest i uh <laughs> i was on the ign website too and i decided to <laughs> but <laughs> so i but, think uh, you nailed it there. Uh, thank you thank you <laughs> 
So I guess those are kind of the big stories that have been that came out of Comic Con, the big ones that we felt like we had to cover. Although, of course, like I've been saying, there is a, a lot of uh, other smaller little things that did come out. That some things that Liam and I both kind of got excited about, maybe separately. Those were our big together ones. Uh, so just kind of some of the things that we want to bounce around. And uh, for me, there's a series coming out that I'm really excited about. Like I said, MCU is missing from the uh, uh, Comic-Con, but there's a Marvel 616 series coming out on Disney+, Plus, which is a docu-series with different like comics and actors and directors kind of just focusing on one thing of the Marvel universe, which is the 616 universe, the actual like original comic book. And uh, I think it's just like little hours. When you say docu docu series, so we're talking like you know, uh, I think eight episodes, okay. eight, like one hour episode. Each but of like documentary based kind of things, they're not. We're not talking yeah. comic episodes here. We're talking like they're going to be exactly. breaking it's down be like, a specific aspect instance, like, of. Exactly. For instance, Jillian Jacobs is directing one, and she's talking about like all the women characters in like the Marvel comics and all the Glim. women superheroes. It's going to be a. Uh, you know, talking to the writers and artists yeah, yeah. and just kind of like the well, influence that's cool. in, yeah, it's a series I'm, you know, I like all that shit. So it's a series yeah, I'm yeah, definitely sure. looking forward to watching. I mean, they did great docu-series and documentaries up released on Disney Plus for Star Wars, just talking about that, as we detailed mm-hmm. on our May the 4th special. But lots of cool inside stuff there. And, uh, you know, definitely, I'm sure eight, de- definitely enough cool shit in the MCU to squeeze eight docu series out of. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. also, I really exactly. like you. You really, they kind of obviously the comic book movies get their nose looked down at a lot of you know a lot of times, obviously by some movie snobs or whatnot. But you really don't see a lot of like the behind the scenes workings of these crazy things. Correct. And it's really it would be really you know I find it really cool to see how the fuck they make Doctor Strange look like a real movie when they show stupid uh, uh, goofy Benedict Cumberbatch in, in a green screen looking like the fat Star Wars <laughs> kid, and then all of a sudden it turns into my favorite movie ever. It's like how. The- so you know what I mean. Yeah, There's exactly. different, you know, and uh, uh, dating back to the comics as well as you said, it's going to be the original six one six. So definitely cool there. Yeah, I'm excited for that series. It could be coming out. Disney Plus definitely giving Disney a, Plus, of course, baby. <laughs> <laughs> giving us more. I guess for me, one of my uh, uh, being not as much a Disney Plus guy as I am, uh, as I always talk about the uh, an HBO guy. But I was uh, pretty intrigued by the whole Lovecraft. Uh, uh, Lovecraft okay. Country HBO uh, series that's coming out this summer. They had some, you know, uh, they released some some scenes. I think the first couple minutes of a scene and some trailers and stuff on Comic Con, and we're uh, yeah. doing some talks. This is, of course, with Jordan Peele, J.J. Abrams. In other words, these kind of horror things like we're talking about. Yeah, it's uh, uh, I guess it's like a you know mid fifties. African American family, like on a road trip, getting encountering racism and monsters and shit. Yeah, it's kind of like it looks like like kind of like Green Book meets Stranger Things. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> there's literally Vigo Mortensen's driving. There's fucking the uh, Dude, the shapeshifter uh... crawling out of the woods. It was like <laughs> <laughs> that's a great description of it because I was gonna say I'm curious about that series because I can't really get a beat on it and. Uh... Let's be honest, on HBO, anything can be better than Perry Mason right now. <laughs> but uh, And this has Omar, so we got that. And some great names attached to it. Of course, Jordan Peele. For me, a couple of connections, actually, was that I watched, uh, I've talked about it on the show, but Color Out of Space uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, this year with Nick Cage was a great movie based on a Lovecraft story. So I kind of got gotcha. into some of the other short stories and whatnot. So this kind of, it's not like a direct adaptation, I don't think, of one of his stories as much as like trying to create the creepy sci-fi Lovecraft tone with well, like a Jordan notice- Peele interpretation, you know. For sure. I think another thing I thought you were going to say maybe that you had ties to it also is did you notice who the male lead is in the show? It's uh, uh, Lindo's son from the Five Bloods. Oh, I didn't realize. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The fifth yeah, blood. So I was like, where do I know him? Like, where do I know him from? Okay. Then it clicked. Oh, you know, like, oh, you're, oh, you're right, dude. I can picture his face now. He kind of is yeah, bigger yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. looks looks way more hick-like. But, uh, yeah. okay, very interesting. The other connection, actually, that I had and that it kind of reminds me, but I actually met the female lead at – she was – I've talked about on the show time, but I did, like, a screening of Jordan Peele's uh, uh, Twilight Zone episodes at the IFC, one of those, like, director talks or whatever. He wasn't there. However, that girl was there for one of the uh, uh, two Twilight Zone episodes. Episodes that were screened so and so this one very much felt like one of the twilight zone episodes that i watched where it was like a family on a road trip to college and time it was like a time warp i think i talked about it on one of our time loop episodes but it was like a uh uh, uh you know but a jordan peele twilight zone episode and then this one a jordan peele horror series kind of relating to the same so it reminded me of that episode and, uh, you know, between HBO, between J.J. Abrams, Jordan Peele, Omar, there's a lot to like, you know what I mean? So Yeah, no, I'm definitely, definitely looking uh, forward to it. Um, yeah, I guess speaking to of shows uh, that we've been looking forward to is uh, The Boys, the series on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, season two is about to come out, but they already announced at Comic-Con that it's already been renewed for season three yeah which is, uh, and we missed excited, the man. boat by talking this on the air because me and you actually off the air you were just recommending that i watch this because actually i yeah, currently it, have an amazon prime free subscription and you were telling me that it's one yeah. of the best things out right now so before the Dude, second I season the show, my biggest regret about the show is that it was only eight episodes like i wanted more when it was all okay. over because they definitely have the budget of like more the thing about like superhero TV shows sometimes when they're on like the CW like the Arrowverse they just look hokey like the you know the special effects like aren't great you can tell they're working with a TV budget the effects on this show like they use them sparingly enough that I think they save the money on it but the show just looks great like it looks like you're watching like a superhero movie but like a you know, in life kind of movie. And you For said sure. it's kind just, of like the off hours of a superhero or like the, 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 the yeah, real lives of a superhero? Like the Justice League, right? There's a fast guy, there's like a Superman guy, a Wonder Woman, an Aquaman, you know, and they all have their own thing. But they're all part of this Justice League. And I guess it's kind of about like what dirt balls they are behind the scenes, like just what pieces of shit okay, they nice, are. And nice. The boys are these people of like rogue CIA agents that are like keeping an eye on them and like, hunting them more or less okay so i see i see really good it's a it's a dark comedy it's action-packed but it's also funny uh you were just telling Evan me goldberg are the producers on it so okay nice great i love it man it was probably the best show i've seen on amazon all right nice nice and uh, obviously very successful as we've got now at least another 16 episodes coming out if they haven't extended the season that's right so. Uh, plenty more opportunity to catch the boys. I guess I'll throw one out there that I'm not so excited for as we're talking some of our other, some of our competing streaming service. As me and Devin obviously have our million dollar contract with Netflix and our Netflix <laughs> and chat. We still got to get paid for that, by the way. But uh, uh, yeah. there was the big Hellstrom, uh, Hellstrom uh, Hulu series. Which sure. I guess going to be the last of the uh, uh, Marvel stuff, not on Disney Plus after Disney Plus took over. Supposed to be darker, you know what I mean, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, more art. Didn't really. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really. Uh, uh, I wasn't impressed. I'll just put it as that. You know. I... Yeah, I'm with you on that one too. I, it's based on, I guess, a comic from Marvel that I know nothing about. Uh, okay. And yeah, watching the trailer, I wasn't like stoked about it either. Yeah, it's I, apparently. I, I, I figured that I was just like kind of didn't know. I didn't realize it was a, a more obscure comic. But I guess you know the two kids, both of their parents are like nut jobs, and they somehow have mm-hmm. superpowers from them or something like that. But it looked like I said kind of like we were saying with the New Mutants, where they're just trying too hard to create one of these uh, or Stranger Things or whatever, one of these like you know horror. Uh-huh movie comic book things you know what i mean and plus all of the mcu stuff that hasn't been like all of the the tv series you know the abc stuff even the i guess the defender stuff on of course on netflix the defender Uh stuff was good but uh uh, the runaways or whatever i haven't really liked any of the other non-marvel movies you know what i mean i guess you're an agent of shield guy right I was, and it's a show I fell off of once they really stopped connecting to the movies more. Okay, I see. The first couple of seasons, like, 
and I've talked about before, like something would happen in the movies and then the next episode of like the show, they'd be like, wow, that was crazy. Like, can you believe Captain America just fought S.H.I.E.L.D.? We are S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, uh, but then they really just kind of gone off and did their own thing. I, I fell off of it. Same thing with also like the Netflix shows. Like I watched it all the way up to the Defender series and it was eh, but I never watched like, all those shows have been canceled by the way. So Again, once yeah. Disney bought Marvel, they're like, fuck off Netflix. Okay, like, they're not even buying those. They're not down. even going to uh, make those for Disney Plus? No. No, it's all. Because at this done. point now, everything else in Marvel will be on Disney Plus, it seems. You know what I mean? Like, this, mm-hmm. was, this was made before the uh, uh, purchase last year, whatnot. So that's why it's still going to be on Hulu. But Correct. I don't think you're going to get, like, uh, like, a great, like, like a dark, non Disney. Like, if you're looking for a non Disney Marvel. Kind of great series. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a swing and a miss with Hellstrom. Yeah, I uh, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you on that one. Hopefully, we're wrong. You know, hopefully, it's a pleasant surprise and it's uh, it's to be a good series. But uh, I'm not counting on it. Yeah. Um, Netflix I guess would have crushed about... it, but Hulu, hey, of Netflix course. Um. <laughs> I guess uh, it's worth mentioning that Keanu Reeves was on a couple of different panels. One for the original, uh, it's, about, I think it's been like 10 years or 15 years since the Constantine movie came out, and he was on a panel for that. The original cast and director were there talking about Constantine. And then the other panel he was on was for, uh, of course, Bill and Ted coming out. <laughs> More importantly, and, uh, was uh, yeah, exactly. old, of old course, Face the, the Music, the, the epic new Bill trailer. Ted movie, I mean, uh, exactly. sequel. More, Added more to the trailer, and then uh, they also announced, though, that it's hitting theaters on September 1st, the new Bill and Ted movie. Also, though, hitting video on demand on September 1st. So <laughs> Straight to video. Take your pick. I mean, i got to be but honest. Theater uh, and video. I will I mean? be able you to give you my it. review on September 2nd, and uh, if they weren't doing video on demand, that wouldn't be the case. You know what I mean? Because... Uh, you know, a you know, depending on where you live, you don't have the opportunity for the theaters. Some people don't feel comfortable, so put yeah. it on demand for a movie like Bill and Ted's. Like, I think a, a great move because I feel a lot of I agree. idiots like myself will be probably a little stoned on a Friday night and think to themselves, "It'll be hilarious to watch Bill and Ted's." Uh, now, however, is this like you said, <laughs> I will have a full review on September first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, unless, however, is this going to be one of those like twenty-five bucks, like fucking uh, what was the movie? Oh, sure. King of Staten King Island Sta- that was King like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. All right. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna do it, I, but I'm not gonna like yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I did, I did it for King of Staten Island, and I feel less. Dirty for doing it for Bill and Ted. <laughs> Out of uh, Louis C.K., The King of Staten Island, and Bill and Ted, this one I'll feel the purest about. Yeah, for real. The watch. least guilt with. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, the, the the new stuff on the trailer, uh, I'm a li- genuinely excited. I feel like we're heading in the right direction, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, major potential. So. <laughs> like we said, shocked that Alex Winters is uh, uh, looking good, looking better than Keanu somehow, shocking the yeah, world. Yeah, absolutely. So, and like I said, or is even still alive. And then what was it? Was there any big news on the Constantine front? Didn't they announce that that was supposed to be like a whole they, big... They uh, talked about how like maybe there'll be like a sequel to come out. But I mean, I guess you can't not. rule it out 30 years after Bill and Ted's, I guess. <laughs> never Look, say man, never. The, Wachows- the Wachowski sisters are working on a new Matrix movie so <laughs> yeah that's right i forgot anything can happen anything goes now i guess but uh, uh bill and ted's i'd say for me the other one that's pretty much my the one that i was most excited for i'd say the other little tidbit that uh, uh really got me stoked was the announcement that there will uh, uh the plans of a mega man live action movie <laughs> yeah. still in the works <laughs> And if there was ever a video game movie adaptation that needed to be made 40 years later, I'd say. Because at this point for Mega Man, I guess, what, that's like, uh, we're talking 35 years or whatever since. uh... Oh, easily. I mean, probably longer. (laughs) I mean, what, it's 2020? Is that Uh, like, that's got to be 85 Nintendo? Yeah, 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 for sure. So, I mean, um, we're talking we're talking a long fucking time. But honestly, dude, Mega Man, one of my favorite games, one of everybody's favorite games. I feel like it's been they have they did a recent Mega Man like Wii game or whatever, right? Or Mega Man fucking yeah, GameCube so. yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that uh, uh, franchise has been rebooted for Nintendo video games anyway. But I don't know if it would be as good of a live action movie 
as like an animated series for I think well there was an animated series on like the 90s when we were kids yeah no exactly uh, like that would be a better reboot I'd feel than the... I think a lot of it has to do with the success of Sonic that just came out last year okay Sonic did really good in the theaters like people kind of made fun of it did you see Sonic with out. Jim Carrey I haven't watched it yet because I'm a Nintendo guy Mega Man all the way baby <laughs> see, I was, I was uh, a Sega kid I, well I had both first Nintendo but uh, I didn't have Super NES and uh, uh, Sega. But Sonic was one of my favorite games, for yeah. sure. So Sonic is great. Uh, the movie's apparently great, man. Uh, I guess who's your uh, since you brought it up? Who's your <laughs> who's your dream casting to play uh, Mega Man? Oh, great question. Let me think. <laughs> I mean, I feel you kind of got to go like short. And stature, cause I kind of like short stature. I'm, I'm gonna go Pacino. I'm gonna go an old short Pacino, screaming okay. his way through. I'm Mega Man. I'm gonna shoot you with my hand gun. Yeah. But uh, no, somebody's short. I'd say, you know. All right, I'm gonna kind of <laughs> stick in your same vein. I'm gonna say uh, Peter Dinklage. Uh, <laughs> All right, that's an obvious. Uh, I don't know. How I missed that one. <laughs> and uh, Steven Root is obviously uh, Doctor Robotnik or whatever the fuck. For sure, I was, was. going to say, perfect. Uh, I think Robotnik was uh, it was uh, the it was Sonic, but... Sonic one, but I think uh, I think Mega Man's video villain was pretty similar. I think he had uh, <laughs> some other crazy scientist he was fighting, so... For, for Keep sure, a, for they sure. said there's going to be a big announcement coming soon. Is what they're I'm going Pacino! Keep a lookout for the Peter Dinklage, Steven Root Helm <laughs> Mega Man coming out. <laughs> you heard it here first again. They're hanging on hope that... Uh... I guess one more thing I wanted to talk about is just a big shout out to uh, Bill Watterson for uh, uh, winning the Will Eisner Hall of Fame award this year at Comic Con. I guess the, the Will Hall. Eisner the Will Eisner award is for uh, it's basically like the Oscars of comic books. They have different awards for all the different comic books, but Bill Watterson was put in the Hall of Fame this year for the Eisner awards for uh, uh, his creation and work on, of course, Calvin and Hobbes years ago. I mean, uh, uh, I really feel like his work over the last couple years really, really got him put into the. What have they been waiting for? For fuck's sake! Haven't they? When was the last time he wrote a Calvin and Hobbes? Like it took him fucking thirty. Talk about uh, uh, yeah, forty right? years too late. Like what are they? What have they been waiting for? But I guess I was. Uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Calvin and Hobbes a little bit as a kid. Didn't love it. I was more of a Far Side kind of guy. But. Uh, <laughs> Nice, nice. <laughs> but Calvin, how about you? Were you? Did you have the books and all? Or yeah, I had them all. Uh, my mom bought them all. Big fan of uh, of uh, Calvin and Hobbes. The only thing it's a shame to see, though, and I'm going to do the hacky joke where all poor Calvin is up to now is just pissing on Ford signs on the back of Chevy trucks. <laughs> yeah, good call. That really has. He has uh, uh, the, the the forever lives on on the back of rednecks <laughs> pissing on Ford signs or whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, You're right, though. Correct. A, uh, but I mean, in all honesty, though, in terms of '90s comics, and especially when we were growing up, man, I feel like you know, obviously, a little out of touch with the kids today. But when we were growing up, I feel like the funny pages were still like uh-huh. hanging on a little bit in like relative, you know, in a, a relevantness. You know what I mean? For sure. And uh, uh, I don't know if that's still the case. But so I always felt like Calvin Hobbes and the Far Side, and they were like, I was always surprised, much like board games and whatnot. But I'm always surprised that it's like the creation of these things stopped, like in the '70s, and then they didn't fucking, you know what I mean? Like there was no more funny comic strips going on except for calvin and hobbs is really one of the only ones that i feel or the predominant one anyway to carry on through the 90s so if there was a guy like in recognition for you know especially comedy comics the the Mm -hmm. fucking dude from calvin and hobbs has got to be first ballot on the big uh, on the uh, geeked up list anyway i'd say so if i was to give the award to anybody else and kind of like to get back what you were saying it's funny you keep saying the far side but if i was to give the award to anybody else it would definitely be and he maybe he already has it but gary larson from the far side yeah like, for sure. those are the other things we had the big book stacked up of with uh the stupid cow dressing like the mona lisa on the cover <laughs> yeah yeah for sure no those were uh, uh those were great and uh again just, like a, i said like a, like a on a small handful of like you know you know the, there's a Sorry. Great episode of um, Documentary Now that I think that's on Netflix now. It used to be on IFC, but it's the Bill Hader, uh, Fred Armisen show where they spoof uh, real documentaries. It's like 30 minutes. Each one's like a fake doc. 
And there's one, I forget documentary or spoofing, but it's Fred Armisen, like, on the road to make this documentary about Gary Larson, how he's this diehard far side fan. It's fucking hilarious, man. The third season, it's definitely worth a watch, though, if you, uh, it's on Netflix, but it's hilarious. Nice, nice. So I guess on that note, though, we will, uh, should we get into the geeked up? Uh, The geeked up Will Eisner uh, Hall of Fame inductions? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I guess my award would be two. Um, one, I would say Jim Lee, because I met him at a comic book convention, you know, uh, really talented comic book artist. I met him years and years ago. He signed a Shadowhawk comic for me. So nice. in that aspect, he's the only cartoonist I've ever met. So I'm uh, putting yeah, that, that guy some, in there. Uh, if I, I had some entry two, though, into, the, into the Hall of Fame, for sure. This is the Geeked Up Hall of Fame, I mean. Correct. Correct. And you met one of the Geeked Up boys. Uh, If I had a second one, though, I would definitely say, uh, I'm going to take the obvious choice and say Will Eisner, because I don't know anything about the guy, but I imagine he's, uh, (laughs) he drew some comics, so. uh, Unlike San Diego, we're going to actually give him the award as opposed to naming it after (laughs) him, you know. Uh, Yeah. He gets to be in the Geeked Up Hall of Fame, all right? (laughs) He doesn't have to do the work every year, like, for, uh. (laughs) <laughs> want to want to blind analyze on Will Eisner? <laughs> I bet you. Uh, I'm guessing they some... don't hold up anymore. I bet you there's a lot of Japanese jokes in there that aren't. <laughs> I was uh, I'm betting some type of World War II propaganda uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. somehow is affiliated. But uh, uh, I guess for me, my geeked up uh, a Will Eisner Hall of Fame recipient first ballot. Is of course going to be none other than Andre Davi, who who drew the geeked up sign, <laughs> who, anim- <laughs> who illustrated the epic geeked up logo, uh, and then yeah. really modernized it for the 2020s by putting it in color and photoshopping out the wrinkles that Devin made when he folded it up. <laughs> so really, uh, for his extended work on the geeked up podcast animations, I'm going Andre Davi. Yeah. Well, well earned. The man does it all. He, uh, music producer, animator. Yep, and he even ciphers through all of our sucker MC emails. Still take them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Public relations. He's a, uh... he's a real triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, very well awarded, uh, Andre. And uh, I guess with that, uh. That is our kind of Comic-Con 2020 review at home. Uh, if there's anything from Comic-Con that we missed that uh, you were excited about, of course, email us in at thegeekedupodcast at gmail.com. That's the uh, Geeked Up Podcast. Got to put that the in there. And then, you know, you can let us know on Facebook. Of course, keep an lookout for the next Netflix and chat episode where we're doing the old guard, the new Charlie Theron movie with hopefully a special Charlie Theron expert as the guest. And uh, we'll keep bringing you guys more uh, Coronaville episodes as long as this crazy thing's going on. So, Oh, yeah. I, Breaking I guess, news uh, imminent, I'm sure. <laughs> so I guess with that, I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. I know you're not working tomorrow, so why don't you he- go ahead and get geeked up. Hey! Ooh, baby. It's time to get geeked up. Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.